You are listening to Defunct Games Presents Cyril Reads Blaster Master. Previously on Cyril Reads Blaster Master. After being awakened by the sounds of screaming frogs, Jason investigated the disturbance and discovered that there was something very, very wrong. Before long, Jason's frog escaped, and the adventure was on. Jason rushed after him, down a dark street and into a giant swamp. And then he saw it. Jason's frog grew into a giant creature before being sucked into a huge hole. Not content to get a new frog, Jason decided to race down after him. However, after sliding through a huge cavern, our hero was met with the business end of a giant gun. Will this be the end of Jason and his frog? Find out now as we continue our journey into the heart of Blaster Master. Chapter 4 Jason's hands flew up over his head. Hi, I come in peace, he blurted. The figure came closer, giving a tight grip on the gun. Who are you? And what are you doing here? Said a voice from inside the helmet. It wasn't the kind of alien voice that Jason had expected. For one thing, it was definitely human. For another, it was definitely female. Well, my my name is Jason Frudnick, and, and I came here looking for my pet frog. Uh, I saw him sink into that hole and... You realize this is no place for humans. Jason nodded vigorously. Yes, yes, I agree. I'll be happy to leave as soon as I find Fred. Fred? The figure cocked his head to one side. You do mean... Frog? Oh, Fred is his name, Jason said. The figure let out a high-pitched giggle. You must forgive me. My mastery of your language is never yet complete. I noticed. She lowered her gun. With her other hand, she reached out from the vehicle and pulled out a bodysuit identical to hers. Here, put it on. It will protect you from the cold and the radiation. Jason took the suit from her and began slipping it over his pajamas. Radiation? Yes. How do you think these walls are eliminated? Jason furrowed his brow. Ah, I think you mean illuminated. I'm apologized. Quickly, come to Sophia Third, my vehicle. You do not need your helmet inside. Just a second, Jason said. I've told you who I am. Now, Now who are you? My name is... She said. The closest equivalent name on this planet would be Eve. On this planet? Jason repeated. Is this some kind of joke? I do not see what the yellow center of an egg has to do with this. Jason scratched his head. Oh, you mean yolk. Quickly, Eve interrupted. There is no time for small talking. She jumped in. Jason pulled open the passenger door and hopped in next to her. Eve took off her helmet, revealing a cascade of long red hair and a freckled face. 
she looked like a typical American teenager. Jason's head was brimming with questions. But before he could open his mouth, Eve looked at him sharply and said, You must wear your shoulder harness. Obediently, Jason reached for the strap. His eyes swept across the high-tech control panel in front of him. There were about a dozen levers and buttons on it, each with its own label. Gun, crusher, hyper, key, homing missiles, thunder brake, multi-warhead missile, hover gauge, dive gauge, wall climber, ceiling transport. What are these things? Jason asked. Oh, they're the weapon controls. Eve responded. Can you not read the labels? Of course I... Weapons? Hey, hey, look. I'm just a normal kid from Long Island. Prepare for acceleration. Eve thrust her gear shift downwards, and Sophia the Third took off. Not gradually like a car, but with the force of a rocket. Jason felt his cheeks pressed backwards with the G-force, baring his teeth. There was a sonic explosion as Sophia the Third shot through the tunnel. As the ship settled into cruising speed, Jason felt normal again, and angry. He glared at Eve. Look! You've been ordering me around, expecting me to just obey your every command. Now I want you to answer a few questions. Where's Fred? Where did you come from? Where are you taking me? What kind of place? Jason was cut off by a sudden, bone-jarring jolt. His stomach flip-flopped as Sophia III suddenly dipped downwards, then back up. What was? Another jolt wrenched the ship, accompanied by a resounding boom. Eve slammed on the brakes, and Sophia III screeched to an instantaneous stop. Eve was silent, staring intently out the windshield. Jason tried to see what she was looking at. They were a long, narrow cliff. In front of them was more cliffs, each one separated by a deep drop-off. On the second cliff, across from the drop-off, there was a robot the height of a basketball hoop. Looking at the drop-off, Jason breathed a sigh of relief. Well, there's no way he can step over that, Jason said. Let's get out of here. Incorrect on both counts, Eve said. Jason's eyes widened in horror as the robot leapt onto the cliff. Boom! Sophia the Third jolted again with the fearsome creature landing cleanly. He began clomping towards them. Each powerful step made Jason's teeth chatter. He's gonna get us! He screamed. Fire at him! Yelled Eve. Jason stared at the control panel, bewildered. He flicked the lever marked multi-warhead missile. Nothing happened. Boom! Came the robot step. It was about six feet away. Fire! Eve demanded. Jason pulled thunder brake. Again, nothing. 
I can't. Jason looked at Eve, shaking with fear. Our power is gone. Brace yourself, Eve shouted. Before her eyes, the robot left the ground. It came down. Its heavy, solid metal boots were aimed straight at Sophia the Third. Chapter 5 Crunch! Sophia the Third sank a few inches. Jason looked up to see two clear footprints embedded in the roof. On Eve's dashboard, there was a bright, vertical gauge marked power supply. It had been lit all the way to the top, but now the gauge was lower. Crunch! The ship sank again. So did the power gauge. The dent in the roof. They were almost touching Jason's head. Hang on, Eve said. Jason knew what she meant. Hang on. He grabbed the armrest. With a roar of the engine, Sophia III lurched backwards. There was a bone-jarring thud as the robot landed on the ground. He's a heavy one, Eve remarked. Well, 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 we'll mail him a diet book later, Jason said. Now let's get out of here. The robot turned to face them, but instead was backing up. Eve drove forward. Wrong way, Jason shouted. Put it in reverse. He closed his eyes and braced for a head-on collision, but suddenly he felt a funny sensation, as if he were in an elevator. His eyes flew open, and he saw that Sophia III was leaping over the robot's head. Eve's hand was closed around a lever marked emergency jump. Jason let out a whoop of joy. Way to go, Eve! Don't count your turkeys before they're in the bush, Eve said, staring out the windshield. Before Jason could figure that one out, he saw what Eve was looking at. Another identical robot was headed their way. No sweat, Jason said. We'll jump over the clod hopper too. Eve looked into the rearview mirror. No, they're both attacking now. We must blow them out. Away? Jason said with a panicked voice. Blow them away? All right, I, I will, Eve said. She leaned over to Jason's control panel and pressed the button marked gun. With a sudden blast, a ball of light shot out of the gun port of Sophia the Third's hood. The robot in front of them was instantly pulverized in a bright explosion. Eve pulled a different lever, and the vehicle swiveled around. She leaned over and pressed the gun again. Another flash of light, another robot bit the dust. Jason heaved a big sigh of relief. So, there's a weapon that works? He said. Yes, Eve replied, looking at the control panel. You see, the power for the special weapons must be... Look out! Jason blurted. Eve had taken her eye off the road. Now Sophia the Third was headed right for the drop-off. It barged over the edge and began plummeting. Jason looked down and shrieked, waiting at the bottom, bubbling furiously, 
was a pool of boiling lava. And now, an open letter to A.L. Singer, author of Blaster Master. Dear A.L. Singer, Well, we're already two weeks into Cyril Reed's Blaster Master, and you're already sending them down a cliff? Oh, come on. You did that I don't know how many times in Ninja Gaiden. You expect us to fall for it again? Screw that. I like the added lava touch, but why would there be lava under New York? I don't know of any volcanoes on that side of the U.S., so you got some serious blaming to do. Before we delve deep into these two crappy chapters, I want to address something uh, that happened last week. After reading the first three chapters, I was inundated with emails and messages and tweets about, well, how fucking stupid Jason is. Look, most of you weren't kind. You reacted to him like a brain-dead moron who wouldn't know the difference between a cheeseburger and an airplane. Some of you actually questioned why you should even listen to this imbecile for the full length of the show. And for those people, I say, well, you're kind of right. But but look on the bright side. There are only 12, uh, 12 episodes in this, in this season. The truth is, this guy's a grade-A dumbass. He's the kind of idiot that looks at a giant hole with no bottom and says, yes... I want to jump down there. Never mind the fact that he's in his pajamas or doesn't have any shoes on. He's just going to jump down there and, for whatever reason, screw a rope or letting somebody know where he is. He has a frog to save and he's going to save it. Let's just put it this way. Jason isn't going to be working at NASA anytime soon. But so what if he's an idiot? Maybe... I mean, Eve will actually make this book worth listening to. After all, she almost drove the car off of a cliff that she knew about. Women drivers. I'll tell you one thing. If my girl drove me off of a cliff that both of us saw coming a mile away, I would have serious questions about her ability to parent a child or really do anything else. I never thought I'd say this, but maybe you should let Jason drive this thing. Anyway, let's move on. So let me get this right. Eve has an identical spacesuit in the exact size that Jason needs? And a matching helmet, no less? Did somebody else die? What the hell's going on here? And if that's the case, I'm not sure I'd want to be the one wearing a costume that some dude died in. I suppose anything is better than pajamas, but it, it, it does make you wonder why she has an extra suit in the first place, especially if she's not expecting anybody. Let's face it, the first thing she did was pull out a gun on the poor guy. I don't know. Something smells fishy about the story, and it's not the robots that just came out of lava. I'll leave the whole underground robot thing for another time. I think it's time to lay this episode to rest and prepare for chapters 6 and 7. Will you be around next week, Mr. Singer? Of course you will. You have nothing better to do. It's not like you're out writing Blaster Master 2. Obviously, Sophia the Third, Jason, and will die in the tragic lava accident, and we'll start next week with a whole bunch of new characters. A boy can dream, can he? See you next week. Sincerely, Cyril Lachelle.